This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners, and greetings from the moon. Well, greetings from somewhere that feels as far away as the moon right now, because I am locked away in seclusion like many of you are, thanks to the strangeness in the world at the moment. This is DJ Silvis. Um, I'm creator of Moonbase Theta Out, and I thought that I would take advantage of some of the extra time to myself that the current situation is providing and give you a little extra special bonus, something that I've wanted to do for a while, which is to give you sort of my own reading of the poems that we've used so far on the show. Um, The poetry, which particularly is focused between Roger and Alex, was such a huge part of their connection for me, coming up with the idea of the book that Alex had sent up, the um, idea that these words would link them when they had to be far apart, And just the elevated language of the poetry itself, just I loved being able to drop that in to add that to the mix that is MTO. It's become a huge part of it in my heart, and I know many of the listeners enjoyed it as well, and I thought I would give you a little bit of a bonus and do my own reading of the poems we've used. I will not be reading Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, however. First of all, it's very long and very long. And second of all, I don't think that even the clips that we've used, I could do anywhere near the justice that Lehman does in the Series 1 finale. I'll be reading you every other poem that we've used from Season 1 and Season 2. The first piece is The Crescent Moon by Amy Lowell, and this is the poem that apparently was Alex's favorite as a child. Slipping softly through the sky, little horned happy moon, can you hear me up so high? Will you come down soon? On my nursery window sill, will you stay your steady flight? And then float away with me through the summer night. Brushing over tops of trees, playing hide and seek with stars peeping up through shiny clouds at Jupiter or Mars. I shall fill my lap with roses, gathered in the Milky Way, all to carry home to Mother. Oh, what will she say? Little rocking, sailing moon, do you hear me shout, ahoy, just a little nearer, moon, to please a little boy? All right, this is A Sonnet for the Earth by Anna Hempstead Branch. This is the poem that Roger sent to Alex on his birthday. 
when I am weary for delight and spent. Even as a bird that tries too long its wings will nest a while amid the grass and sings, so I drop downward from the wonderment of timelessness and space, in which were blent the wind, the sunshine, and the wanderings of all the planets, to the little things that are my grass and flowers, and am content. Or if in flight my wings should beat so far from the kind grass that is so cool and deep that it must poise among the winds on high, yet will I sing to thee from star to star, piercing thy sunshine, and will always keep a song for thee amid the farthest sky. The next poem we come to is a bit of a sadder one. It's an untitled poem by Rainier Maria Rilke, and this is the poem that Roger read for Nessa's eulogy. Do you still remember falling stars? How they leapt slantwise through the sky like horses over suddenly held out hurdles of our wishes. Did we have so many? For stars, innumerable, leapt everywhere. Almost every gaze upward became wedded to the swift hazard of their play. And our hearts felt like a single thing beneath that vast disintegration of their brilliance. And was whole. As if it would survive them. Now we're into season two, which actually only had a few poems. The first one we only use snippets from. Um, Alex and Roger send back and forth to each other early in the season. But this is a poem called Alone by W.H. Auden. Each lover has a theory of his own about the difference between the ache of being with his love and being alone. Why what, when dreaming, is dear flesh and bone that really stirs the senses, when awake, appears a simulacrum of his own. Narcissus disbelieves in the unknown. He cannot join his image in the lake, so long as he assumes he is alone. The child, the waterfall, the fire, the stone, are always up to mischief, though, and take the universe for granted as their own. The elderly, like Proust, are always prone to think of love as a subjective fake. The more they love, the more they feel alone. Whatever view we hold, it must be shown why every lover has a wish to make some other kind of otherness his own. Perhaps, in fact, we never are alone. For something just a little bit happier, I suppose, the poem that Roger and Alex had read at their wedding, which is the Sonnet on Fidelity by Brazilian poet Vinicius de Moraes. This is translated by Ashley Brown. Above all, to my love I'll be attentive first, and always with such ardor, so much that even when confronted by this great enchantment, my thoughts ascend to more delight. I want to live it through in each vain moment, 
and in its honor I must spread my song and laugh with my delight and shed my tears when she is sad or when she is contented. And thus, when afterward comes looking for me, who knows what death, anxiety of the living, who knows what loneliness, end of the loving, I could say to myself of the love I had, let it not be immortal, since it is a flame, but let it be infinite, while it lasts. And finally, I'm reading you a poem that is one of my own. Um, in the season two finale, Roger, for the first time, wrote a poem to Alex instead of simply reciting one to him. And this is a poem that I wrote quite a while ago and updated a bit for the show. And it's called Patterns by DJ Silvis. I never looked for patterns in the stars. Stars are miraculous enough bringing almost unbearable perspective to the night sky, each a haven of potential for dust to coalesce into new worlds and new life, scattered flaring embers from the fire that started the universe. Expecting they'd also have some special personal meaning seemed like asking far too much. But since the day I met you, I've come to understand that stars, planets, all of cosmic evolution, from the first quarks and gluons to the complex and beautiful forms we now inhabit, they all exist within patterns, not created from above, but found within, connections given movement and necessity by our need for them, by one of us reaching out to another, seeking some individual meaning, beneath and among an astonishment of stars. And I think that's a good place to leave it. So thank you for taking this little journey with me. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're looking forward to much more poetry when we get around to season three. Thank you all. Take care. I'll talk to you again soon. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a... 
Device redacted. In or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automnical.